is up, everyone? I'm Chrissy. I'm Yessie. And you're listening to the Filthy Beats Inspector podcast. Um, today, we have a very special guest, Lizzie Jane. Hi, Lizzie. Hey, what's up, guys? Thank you for having me. Lizzie Jane is a producer from Orlando, Florida, and she's known for so many projects, one of including the XO Radio series. And she also has a background as a bassist, a vocalist, and a pianist. So we are super excited to have you on the show today, Lizzie. You're one of the baddest women in dubstep. Thank you. Thank you guys for having me. Super excited to finally have like broken into this side of music. And I'm just kind of like coming into my own. And throughout this time, because of like COVID and everything, I've like taken a step back and I've really just worked on exactly how I want my sound to be like executed uh, with like integrating like live uh, instruments as well as like my voice so it's kind of like a blessing in disguise but I'm I'm super hyped to start rolling out everything in regards to this new project within like the EDM realm. Ooh, so what's the new project that you're working on? So we have so I have an EP that's done that's coming out early 2021. We have some awesome releases kind of lined up for the rest like the rest of the half of the year which is like um a release on stratos i have a really awesome song that i can't like say anything about your boyfriend probably knows on the 28th of december or not december september so that's in like two weeks which is a super awesome project to be a part of and then um we have some other things and like compilations here and there with different labels uh which is super cool and i'm just building my live show so that when everything gets back to normal, it's like really easy for me to start bringing like my keyboard and using my voice a lot more like integrated. And then EXO Radio is, it's already on all platforms, but we're expanding to a bigger like streaming network in November. And then I am rolling out the EXO podcast on the 19th of October, which will be really, really cool. And that'll be on all platforms as well. Kind of like what you guys are doing. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. I mean, it yeah, sounds so like cool. I kind of like I feel really uncomfortable, but it's like you guys probably understand like when you feel uncomfortable, that means like you're growing and like you're mm-hmm. doing stuff that's going to keep pushing you to be better. Exactly. And continuing to surround yourself with the people that you want to become and really shaping your environment into something that will make it easy for you to be successful. Oh my god, it's so important. And like you guys understand the back end of like the back end of the industry, like just being around people who um have like-minded goals and long-term goals and just kind of like their their uh the ways that they approach certain things and handle certain situations so important yeah i mean you are the average of the five people you hang out with so i would much rather have a circle of friends that i can count with one hand so small yeah is so important but to have like those people where i have like producers who i send my stuff to and then i have my team of like managers who I'm very close with and then I've got maybe like two or three other people who I like confide in and that's like it everything mm-hmm. else is like good terms but like not too close and I think that's something you'll find like as a commonality between I think a lot of very successful people within the industry as you like move up levels yeah and I feel like also like the older you get and the more experience you have like the less people you have time for okay. I know that sounds, that sounds kind of harsh but again it's like I don't have time to like always just be hanging out with random people who maybe don't have the same goals as me or, or no goals, goals at all. So absolutely. Um, or like people where it's like, it's kind of like you can lead someone to like water, but you can't make them drink it. And it's like, you mm-hmm. can only give somebody like so many chances and opportunities to kind of like uh, raise their self to the bar before it's like, okay, like this just isn't working da, 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 because at the end of the day, like, you want to be conscientious about other people and like their feelings and all that stuff. But most people are going to put themselves before others within this industry. So finding that like happy balance is, is really important. Yeah. Well, you are super busy. I mean, even this summer, you've been up to so much stuff. Um, we've seen the EXO radio grow so much. Um, what yeah. are you on like episode 70? Episode 70 came out today. Yeah. It's, it's pretty crazy. And like, it's really awesome because it the way like the reason why I started EXO Radio and I feel like you guys have that um, consistency within like the Dubstep FBI podcast is kind of like finding 
um, having that like professionalism, but within up and coming artists instead of like artists who have already made it. So that's why I started EXO Radio was to kind of like I was I was listening to like Alice in Wonderland radio, Good Vibrations and stuff. I'm like, okay, find the commonalities in their radio show and their guest mixes, and it's like, okay. All of them have a dope ass intro. All of them have uh, them talking audio wise, introducing their guests, or they have the guests say, "Hey, this is my mix for whatever." And I was like, I can do this with kids who are just up and coming, and to have people like More Kismet a year ago, Swarm a year ago, people who are just dominating now, like giving them their first guest mix is really really cool, and it helps you like develop that relationship that just won't ever like go away because it's so easy just to forget about people I feel like or to mm -hmm. feel like you're being used and then when you have these things and like it'll be the same with the podcast you kind of feel like you somewhat know the person after being in consistent contact with them and like working things out and it'll be the same with the podcast even more so whereas after this it's like okay you're a little bit more than an acquaintance and like that's someone that you now kind of have on your side of the industry if you ever need help or if they need help. And mm -hmm. it's kind of like a back and forth relationship. Yeah, I totally agree. I feel like if you help someone out now when they're first up and coming and when they first are maybe getting their feet wet, then like in the future, they're going to help you out too. And I'm a huge believer. I've said this so many times, the rising tide lifts all boats, right? So like if someone ever asks me for help, I'm always going to be like, of course, like, what, what do you need help with? Like, can we talk about anything? Like, can I connect you with anyone? And I feel like that energy really does come back around, especially in an industry like this, where there's a lot going on. And honestly, like some of it is kind of cutthroat. Like it's kind of competitive. Oh, it's so cutthroat. Like you get told no so many times before you're going to be told yes. And like, mm -hmm. it's so, it's like, talking about different situations without bringing up names. It's so disheartening to see, you know, somebody who might have a relationship with somebody who's made it. And then all of a sudden they've made it too. And you're like, wait, I put my head down and I'm working hard. And why haven't I made it? And why haven't I done this? And there's just so many instances of that. But at the end of the day, it's like, you have to have, it's kind of like you versus you. And I think something that this time has done in quarantine and COVID has kind of been like a little like cleanse where seeing all of these awesome guys and awesome girls who are being overlooked are now kind of like starting to rise up and they're all so humble and hardworking and actually talented and have actually like poured their like heart and soul into this and I like really believe like I tell myself this every day but I really believe that lineups will be a little bit different when we come back Mm -hmm. because it's really taken everybody kind of off the road of going a hundred like a hundred miles an hour and you're like okay like who's releasing music who's developing a brand who's doing other stuff that's contributing to the industry other than just like plugging their usb in and looking cool mm -hmm. like so mm -hmm. so yeah. it's, it's cool and it's cool to see that and i feel like all of the guys with like fine line artist agency like cosmos and, and uh mm -hmm. high zombie and bainbridge and like all those guys are like rising and you see these other like Guys, like I'm with Outer Loop Group, which is like Dr. Ozzy, Chime, Asora. Yeah. You see these guys riding, and it's cool because they're just all so talented. And it's like those are the people who deserve to be up there. And you see the really big players too, like Zed's Dead and like Arl Grime and all those guys. Like those guys are really talented too. And I had felt like for the last like three to seven years, there really hasn't been people to take the spots of these headliners. Like you'll see all these people kind of climb up the bills and they'll sit at middle tier. They'll sit at lower to middle tier and they just don't have the discography and they don't have the actual like musical content or label or podcast to take those like upper echelon spots. And then now you're starting to see these guys come up where I'm like, they're making quality music that people are going to like stream the shit out of like people who will eventually mm -hmm. be able to take the reins from these big guys. And I haven't seen that like since I feel like I've gotten into the industry. So it's really cool and I think everybody from the back end like agents and managers and just all these people commenting and talent buyers are like yeah like there's going to be some really talented people who are going to start rising up and it's just going to raise the bar for everybody which is good because mm -hmm. like if you're on every festival like you should be talented like you should be a musician yeah so what other women do you say are killing it right now so Jeannie's fucking dope she mm -hmm. does the broken stuff okay. and Hell i yeah. love her she's really great she has the ep coming out soon and that's gonna be like great for her and then she just she's on the Couchland stream this coming week week that's huge at the end of september which is huge which is yeah. super dope and she like 
she's somebody who's put her head down and like grind. And it's like, once you, which I know you guys understand too, it's kind of like once you step back and you kind of look at the big picture of a lot of these females, you're really able to tell who's doing the work and who's not doing the work. Mm -hmm. Of course. I think Jessica Alfred yeah. is dope. She is someone who's just she's like, a queen. Yeah, yeah, she's yeah. so good. Like, I cannot wait for her to just, like, take over. Once I saw, like, people starting to get on her, everyone was like, who's another girl you'd love to collab with? Like, she's it. Like, that's who I would like to collab with. Because she's just, like, awesome. And she has her own label, which is really cool. So she's done something else in the industry, like how Jeannie's done Girl Gang, like how I've done XO Radio. It's, like, another way to integrate yourself aside from being, like, just a DJ or a producer, which is super important. Um, and then Sippy's great. She's mm -hmm. on Deadbeat. She's from Australia. She just had an awesome EP drop. I'm trying to think. Those are like my my four girls who like I know they're doing the work. Like I know they're great producers and like they deserve like everything. So yeah. I absolutely yeah. love Jeannie. Like she's Jeanette great. is so awesome. Like I love what she's doing with Girl Gang and how when she so dropped great. Riot. Yeah, when she dropped Riot, I saw that she, the 100% of the proceeds went to Girls with the Range, mm -hmm. which is like um, just a nonprofit that encourages girls to just come into their own and help them if they've had abusive problems or other issues. And it's a really, really great nonprofit. So, yeah, so she, she had a collab with a bunch of girls on there. I think it was Mad Girl and Level Up and Sippy. And then, like, I had a release. Mm -hmm. there was, there was yeah, like, shout out to Lays. There, yeah, there were like 10 girls on that release. And I think she's just really fighting to show people that like, hey, there's girls out here like actually making their music and mm -hmm. actually doing this. And I know like she won't really mess around with most people who like don't actually like put in the work and like make their own music. Like you have to play the game a little bit, but yeah. she's definitely one of those who is trying to bring light to the situation of like, women do make music like not mm -hmm. every woman is ghost cruise for like literally i can tell you for every girl that i know is ghost cruise for i can tell a guy who's ghost cruise for so oh really yeah just as many you know like and it and it's part of the industry you go to any industry and like mm -hmm. you'll see pop singers who haven't written a lyric in their whole life but they're pop singers you know so it, it exists everywhere it's not something where like you're ever going to be able to change the wheel but i think this is a time more than most where you're gonna see actual like musicians and people with musical background and like understanding kind of come to the forefront. It's really interesting too because right now everyone's definition of like making it I feel like that's different from artist to artist right so like some artists are killing it like maybe some artists are ghost producing and like that's their definition of making it or like other artists are killing it on live streams which is honestly super cool that live streams are still going and like there, some of them are still really popular. Um, other artists like have busted their butts this spring oh and God. summer to get on some of these huge compilations that are dropping. Like yeah. the base weight comp, like that's gonna be huge. Yeah, it's gonna be huge. I saw that the teaser drop the other day and everyone was like, yeah. like this, I, I'm just gonna have my eyes on this, like da 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 da. And, and they've always like base weight, like 40 ounce Colt. I'm trying to think there's like Simplify Rex, Odeo are like all ones who are like, great labels to get on because so many of the bigger labels have eyes on these guys that are like mm -hmm. okay like who's coming who's up and coming and the thing i like about like those labels like right underneath high tier labels is that like they don't like really like fuck around with the whole like oh you're on the touring circuit oh you're with uca mm -hmm. so they, sign you. they sign good music like exactly sign, which is like, super super cool you mentioned Odeo. I feel like they are constantly coming out with artists that I didn't even hear of before, but the music that they're dropping on these compilations is so good. And I feel like it's important because that's the kind of music that a huge label wouldn't probably pick up. And well, so Odeo is like enabling artists to come up, really. I feel like, I feel like there's like, when you go to these big labels, and, and it is, it's the truth, and, and it is an upsetting truth, but it's like having the music is like a piece of like the pie when mm -hmm. you want to really yeah. do it because you have to have the look, you have to have the brand, you have to have the performance, the visuals, the team. The like, good team. It the team all is like matters, you know. Brilliant. So it's like when you go to these big labels, there's like multiple boxes that they want to pull from of why they're gonna sign you. And then you go to these guys underneath, and you're like, okay, like this is like solely on the music but it gives I feel like it gives a lot of these artists like a little like kick under the butt to be like okay like 
I can do this. Like, I fuck with this. Da, da, da. But then you see, like, people like Ulu Style come out with the Halicon, the new label. Which oh, my gosh. Like, stuff. Sudden Death released off it. But, like, Phonon was on it, who was originally dropped that, like, 714 on ODO record. Mm-hmm. And, like, you've got these guys who have, like, been in this industry for such a long time. And they just, like, haven't, quote, unquote, like, gotten to the agency that they wanted or done this or done that. And they're like, I'm just going to make my own wave. And you then you've got these big artists and like support from like sudden death heading up these new labels and i feel like that's something that's really gonna like kind of create its own little facet in like the labels in the industry like dirt monkey with 19k proto hype has a new label coming out like called underdog or something so mm-hmm. it's really cool to see these guys starting to curate these labels and they're like hand picking these very great artists who wouldn't normally get signed and they're signing them Yeah. And I feel like that's what also makes EDM unique. Like EDM, I mean, especially dubstep though, like it's kind of a wild West, but it works really well because like we just said, like all of these hidden talent artists, they finally have a platform and they're just coming out of nowhere. And you don't really see that like in pop. I mean, maybe like, you know, big pop stars will act as a mentor to upcomers or they'll get signed to a certain like, you know, Sony or something. It's kind of like, oh, well, this person's friends with this person who's coming up here, who's doing this. And it's a very, like, you have that manipulation within EDM for sure. Mm -hmm. But I think, like, the whole bedroom producer, like, underground SoundCloud producer, that's really not relevant in anything but maybe rap. And, like, not as much as it used to be, like, like, four or five years ago. But, yeah, it's very cool how somebody can just, especially with the streaming now, like, mm-hmm. send your stuff into Funcase, send your stuff into Peekaboo, and then, like, somebody sees it, and it just, like, blows up. And then you've got, yeah. like, Papacon. Have you guys heard oh of him? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. He came out of like, nowhere. He literally is from, like, Indonesia or some shit. And he he put the clip on Twitter, and then it's like, uh-huh. Marshmallow saw the clip, and Sundust saw the clip, and then you got all these DJs asking you, and then all of a sudden, it's collab with a huge producer, and it's like, that wouldn't really happen, I don't think, in most under, most other genres of music. Yeah, I agree. But, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. It's a whole new, whole new ball game. <laughs> oh, yeah. The whole, the whole Twitter clip thing, I personally oh my don't gosh. think I would have a social media if it wasn't for Lizzie Jane. <sighs> Just because it's like, I'm watching the, we just started the social dilemma. I w- oh, that's what it is. I was just telling her about that. She, yeah, she told me about it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It should be like a mandatory for like oh. everyone in the EDM scene to watch it. We were just, yeah, we were just talking about this earlier that, oh my God, like. It's crazy. I honestly, I'm not a fan of Twitter. Yeah, no. <laughs> it's like my least favorite, honestly. I'm definitely not either. It's just like. It's just baffling how much like control and like how much like we live in our phones mm-hmm. and but it matters like you have to have that like it does matter another part of the pie and that kind of like feeds into branding and everything but mm-hmm. it's like you could be a ghost producer and you could literally sit in your home and make so much money and not have to deal with any of this but I feel like ha- like like I'm obsessed with being on stage like I'm obsessed yeah. with doing certain things that like I couldn't necessarily do that if I wanted to do that type of production, that type of work. Um, but yeah. it's just kind of like coming into your own and realizing what you want to be in the industry. Cause there's so many different things you can do from production wise or from like management wise or tour management wise. They just all have their like lists of like pros and cons or cons and pros that are going to like go along with what, what that entity is. Yeah. And I feel like social media nowadays, like you kind of touched on it. It's a necessary evil, especially if you're an upcoming producer like if you're if you're trying to grow your brand like our brand freaking grew on social media like we launched in february and we would be nowhere without social media like a couple of funny memes blew up and then like we got a bunch of followers from like a couple live streams you know and it's so crazy how it can take like one thing and it just like blows mm-hmm. you up. Like you'll get like thousand followers, thousand here, thousand there. And then it's like, and then you'll like fight for followers for eight months and you'll yeah. do one post and it'll be like, oh, here's another thousand followers. And it's just, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then just trying to find something unique to post. So we're constantly mm-hmm. like just throwing ideas back and forth of like, let's create this meme or like, let's, how about this? Or how about that? Like, what's the necessity for the race? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like trying to think outside the box and be clever, but not be like tacky or like pander to your audience, you know? 
and it's like you always want to like because there's so many like there's so much content out there it's like you always want to like call to action and call for mm-hmm. engagement and tag a friend and do this. the link tree like <laughs> yeah but you don't want to be cheesy and, link like, in bio <laughs> yeah, yeah oh my god it's, I, it's, can't. It's, I feel like everybody's like supposed to go through the process of like figuring it out but i also do understand why there's like marketing strategists who like do this for a living because sometimes yeah. i just want to like pull my head out oh same <laughs> all the time there's times where i'm just oh like you know we just want to disconnect we always love going to the mountains and we're con- every time we go to the mountains we take our flag with yeah. us and we're constantly like okay where can we take a picture with this flag right, for, right. for the instagram page facebook page <laughs> and that's where i feel like it's so dangerous because like a lot of people in our our industry don't have um know like the difference between kind of like unplugging and staying plugged in because what we do we like love it and we're passionate about it so we sometimes think that we need to be doing it 24 7 and thinking about it 24 7 but to like have the strength to have that balance and be like okay like I'm done for the day Mm -hmm. like nothing more which I can still hardly do I've been trying so hard through quarantine because like I'm like okay now that you don't have like shows on the weekend and you're not traveling you're not doing anything like you should have like a nine to five, you know, wake up or, or a 10 to, you know, seven or eight, and then you're done. That hasn't worked out really well, but I've tried really hard. But like when I'm able to do that, it's like so good for your mind to take that mental yeah. break. Because I feel like a lot of people in this time too, since they've live on the road or do whatever, since they've been unplugged, it's like, it's very almost like uncomfortable to be there just with your mind and not all these people and not at festivals because it really gives you the time to reflect on why you're doing this, like what you're doing this for. And like, I've always done it because like, I love performing, like I've performed my whole life. And before I understood the entity of having a team behind you, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm really in control of what happens with my project. And if something fails, it's because of me, or if I don't turn something in, it's because of me. And I have total creative control of what I want to create and what I want to do. And thankfully, the team I work with now is really great with that. But I feel like a lot of artists and a lot of creators don't have that. And, and it's just, it's wild. Cause you know, you just have so many of these artists that are on the tour circuit that just go from like 40 day tour to festival, to festival, to festival. And then it's like to take that away mentally. That's just like, what is going on? Wow. Wild. Yeah. So what was it like, you know, when quarantine hit, you know, were you, were you scared when it happened? You're like, oh my God, like I'm not gonna have any more shows. But were you also like, you know what? I'm gonna use so, this time to reconnect. Like, was it like a relief kind of that you didn't have to do anymore? I mean, yes and no, because I'm like on the come up, like your boyfriend is and such, mm-hmm. like high zombie is and everything. And to have like tours locked in for support and like other things that would have been my first time <sighs> doing them. Yeah, like is huge really breaks. shitty. Is really, really, really shitty. And I was a little bit like, okay, like this sucks because um, I'm a resident at a place called the Ritz in Ybor in Tampa, Florida. And I play there almost every Friday. And then I would travel on Saturday. And hey, travel on Saturday. What? I go to Tampa every summer. My parents have a place there. You know I would have known that. I would have yeah. been there. I've, the been there for, I've been there for three years. So before I've even like kind Dude. of decided, I started as a house DJ on Saturdays because I was so I'm 23 now. I started there when I was the week before my 21st birthday. And I was like, I was making bass music and everything, but I was very elementary because I originally like studied classical music and then went into rock. And I'm very like music theory trained, but learning Ableton and learning a DAW yeah. and like understanding the engineering part of it is a totally different animal. So like, of course I sucked, but I wanted to play bass music, but they were like, okay, so so you need to start on Saturday and then you'll be moved to Friday because it was pretty much Blunts and Blondes was the old resident and then it was Dev and then it was me. So we kind of all- Some good acts to follow. Yeah, oh, definitely. And and I was like, okay, well, this is where I want to be. And then I think about a year ago, I got moved to Fridays and I was like the head resident. And it's just a cool source of income that let me do that and teach lessons throughout the week to where I didn't have to work a job or didn't have to work in a studio because if I wouldn't have done what I'm doing now, I would have been a Foley engineer and that's still like a hundred hour work week. So I wouldn't have had the time to develop this project like I have. Um, and so I, so I did that and that was, that's just, 
a nice way to keep income and just it's good for me to be seasoned and you have really big acts that come through there so I've made a lot of awesome connections before I kind of was like okay like I want to do this do this I need to like start out putting music start doing this start doing that and that was about a year and a half ago um but when this started I was like okay so this is kind of weird I need to figure out one how I'm gonna make money yeah and two like I, I either need to have a bunch of you know new students come on board or do this whatever and I don't stream as much as I was but I was streaming like five to six times a week and I would make like hundred to hundred dollars like in donations like I would do feedback streams I would do mm-hmm. production streams and I'm basically like sitting there just out- outputting I'm sorry that's my dog who's your friend there don't you have a puppy we have a puppy I I will show you her before I leave before yeah. we get off she's adorable. I saw her on Facebook yeah we're trying, we're trying to um get her more seasoned to other dogs right now so we're taking her to the dog park once a week because she just has no idea how big she is she's a husky and Australian shepherd oh, okay. she's just so precious but she's 25 weeks and she's just huge and she'll see other dogs that are like a fourth of the size of her and she'll just submissive, like hit paws on head, like leave me alone. But she's great. No, she's wonderful. She's kept me one mentally very entertained and like sane through this time. If I was ever going to have a puppy, it would be mm-hmm. now. Yeah. Um, but back, sorry, back to what I was saying <laughs> is that I was like, okay. So I was streaming, just outputting information, like almost tutorials, like every single day. And then I would do DJ sets and that's what kind of opened me up to like doing the electric hawk DJ set. I did the dead beats DJ set. I've mm-hmm. done some of the grime fest events and like that has given me more exposure than a residency or a sh- single show ever. could have. You can done. reach more people. Exactly. And like, once I was like, okay, like, yeah, this is working. I told my managers, I was like, anything that comes my way, as long as it's quality, mm-hmm. let's do it. Like, let's see if maybe they have a budget, but like, if it's a bigger stream, like one of the ones I mentioned, I'm like, no, let's just do it. Yeah. And then you've got all these people who don't know who I am. Cause they don't live in, like, they don't live in Florida. And they're all of a sudden like hopping on the train. Like they're coming mm-hmm. forward. They're getting into EXO radio. They're getting into my streams. And it's something that really could have taken so much longer to build that because of quarantine, I came across this whole new demographic. And so like that, I'm really thankful for. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's weird. I'm ready to get back to normal. I've done a few shows. I did a drive and rave. And uh-huh. then I did uh, Tampa is now open at 50% capacity. It's a very touchy subject. However, I can say that the Ritz and eboard has been following very strict guidelines and they are some people are just like oh no like we're not ready like da da da, da. and i it, it does go state by state because some states are still completely closed down you can't even go to the gym mm-hmm. but it's very hard here where our gyms have been open for four months now people are going to the football game the nfl yeah. game you know Florida's Florida yeah. too like Florida's it's like a country Florida, so. <laughs> it's its own place <laughs> no absolutely people are just like oh let's see what happens da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. so as long as my my thing is as long as people are are following the rules and there's a staff there to enforce the rules they just enforce them like they're kindergartners it's like here's your play area stay in your play area you can do what you want <laughs> yeah it's a play area yeah you have a bottle girl you have a bouncer there for every 10 people to make sure your mask is on if you want food you can get food if you want to go to the bar you'll get escorted to the bar you'll sit down you'll get a drink and you'll get escorted back as long as it does that i'll play any show every day but i won't walk into a club that like places in Georgia that are just like completely like, oh, COVID's not even a thing. Like da da da. And you know, you've got stupid people our age who still live at home with their parents and they're going out to these Gosh. things without a mask and doing that. And like that's the last thing I want to be a part of. So that I will not do. However, mm-hmm. where they are correctly enforced, I'm like, you know, our industry didn't get help. It didn't. We don't have a union right. really. I mean, you have like SAG and the SAG and more, more kind of Hollywood unions, um, for the entertainment industry, but like nobody's helping EDM, nobody's helping <laughs> rock music. So a lot of people don't okay. want to help EDM. No, no, absolutely not. If anything, this is more of a probable cause to no matter how lucrative we are, we're a billion dollar industry. People don't care because mm-hmm. most of us don't vote. So, so why would Paul? Yeah. Which is a huge problem. That? Yeah. If we're not even going to vote, which is so, why I love what Excision is doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Excision. Yeah. yeah. I have yeah. chills thinking about that because that is so important for people our age to be engaged oh with and I who's elected because that's going to change your life like in the long run. If anything, these like last four years have just taught us how important it is to like pay attention to like 
literally your mayor, your governor, your congressman, your, like, you know, all the way up the chart. It takes so little to just go out and vote. So right. little. I one day. You don't and even have to go out. You can just, just get it in the so mail and then lazy. just drop it off. Mm -hmm. it's just, oh, but there's no excuse. You know, no, there's no excuse. And just hopefully, you know, it doesn't even matter which side you're for. Just go out and vote. That's that's all. It I agree. A, a vote casted is better than no vote at all. I don't Absolutely. care who you vote for. Yeah. Like, there we go. That that's yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. No, that's definitely that's definitely the play. But um, what were we going back to? Oh no. Okay. So shows are starting to come back, and and I really think that by 2021, mid spring we will be back to almost normal with masks hopefully yeah. in florida in florida i don't know how california is going to be i don't know how colorado is going to be i can say in florida that they're putting things into motion with disco donnie and other things where come summertime next year we will have festivals i mean we've got we've got to we've got to so and you know and hopefully like some bills get passed and some grants get passed in some places you know that aren't in states like florida where they're trying to make it work um can get help but you're just gonna see so many places close and it's like it's not even like just like edm and music it's comedy clubs it's theater well, we lost like three venues here i don't want to say names but we lost three of our biggest clubs here in denver this past month so. basically the clubs that everyone would go to mm -hmm. all the tourists that's like all they knew about and those yeah. got shut down it's so sad because it's just like the long-term ramifications of it too like this money just doesn't disappear into air like it flows into our economy and it flows into other assets that have nothing to do with the entertainment industry. Exactly. And like, it's kind of like how you see like shortages in our groceries right now because of COVID, like it's coming back three, four months later where they don't have enough chicken or they don't have strawberries or they don't have frozen fruit. And that's how the long term it may take a year and a half is going to be with like the entertainment industry. Kira, mm -hmm. you want to say hi? Oh. <laughs> a little cutie I'll, I'll pick her up before we go but yeah she, she comes over i've got my keyboard and and my mic and my booth stand and then i've got five blankets and bones everywhere and stuffed animals torn apart and it's just like our little play area it's her house you're just living in it oh no absolutely that's that's what it is i have roommates so like i'll come down in the morning and we'll do the floor scan We'll do, I will do everything yeah. to make sure. What like, shoe got, what shoe got chewed up today? Yeah. Oh yeah. She, she thankfully like, isn't at that part yet. And I don't think she's really for shoes, but like if she could eat a whole roll of toilet paper or paper towels, it'd be gone. She, okay. This is like a little bit more that hopefully this makes somebody laugh. So she ate a full thong of mine and she threw it up the other day. Oh, <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's where that went. And it was on the floor like all intact and i'm just like okay like i guess intact too damn she's a munchkin <laughs> i was like i can't ever sleep like i can't go to sleep ever again i just have to sit up at night and watch her yeah sleep with your eyes open seriously yeah, oh my gosh but no i was dying but you had their their stomachs are just so strong but i'm just like mm. such a mom where i'm like she's a human she's not a dog she's a human so like she has to be at the table with us and like all that stuff, but she's great. I couldn't do it without my boyfriend though, because eventually, obviously I'm not going to be home all the time, but right now it's like, we work really well as a team and you know, we do our stuff and I'm home all day. So it works. Yeah. We had um, a black lab when I was growing up, he ate, he would eat everything. One time he ate a rope. My dad had to pull like a 20 inch rope out of his throat. <laughs> and then another day I'm pulling like an yeah. endless <laughs> out of, yeah, out of her throat, and I'm just like yeah. so tiny, and the paper towel's like your size, so where to go? And it just keeps coming out, and I'm like, okay, like keep breathing. Oh. <laughs> I don't know how they do it. Creatures, though, like I feel like once you like once you own a dog, you just like have this like resonance with people, and it's like I feel like there's just so much negative stuff going on, and like I'll take my mm -hmm. dog out, and like we'll go to the water and do stuff, and it's like everybody's just like happy to see a dog. And it's cool because you don't see people like smiling that much now. So I don't know. No, I agree. I was just visiting my family in San Diego and I just got back last night and my mom has a golden retriever and he's oh. like two years old, three years old, I believe. Oh my gosh. But he's so funny. My mom has a pool and yesterday before I flew out back here to Denver, I was just laying on a floaty in the pool. He loves to jump in, but he'll only jump in if you throw a ball in the water. And that way he has like an excuse to go and jump in and catch it. But he's so funny. So like he'll 
go in and then he'll like sit at the edge of the pool with his paws like this and like the water's right here he'll just sit there and he'll wait for me to like float back to the edge <laughs> and if I start floating away and I don't have the ball from him he'll literally reach out his paw so that yeah. I can just grab him and he can pull me back to the edge oh of the pool and then he'll drop the ball on my hand oh and then if I start floating away he'll like do the same thing oh my god <laughs> so funny so cute and they all so smart yeah just like oh my gosh they're so smart yeah. like akira will freak out and i'm like do we have ghosts like is she seeing something like i don't know what's going on yeah does she and know something just, i don't right right does she see something that i don't see but no she's great but okay all right back to music we, we don't okay enough. all right enough about dogs. we got a whole list of questions here for you okay awesome okay <laughs> There we go. I mean, oh. really what we want to do, we have a lightning round and then we have okay. some submitted questions from our okay. wonderful Dubs of FBI street team. Oh, so awesome. Okay. We're going to start with the lightning round. You know the drill, like just answer it as quick as you can and we'll move on. All right. Okay. Perfect. Um, first question. What foreign markets are growing for Dubstep? The UK and Asia. Maybe? I mean, there is no right or wrong. Oh, okay, answer. okay. I didn't know if there was like a right or wrong. No, answer. we agree. Mm -hmm. Okay, so the UK is kind of shut down right now, but I know like uh, places in the Middle East as well as like Asian countries are like fully functioning now. Yeah. Like festivals. Like, like Vietnam had like a hundred. Norway, Norway is open. Norway is completely open because I have friends who are in like Norway and in those like northern states, I guess, mm -hmm. and and they are open, full functioning, no masks. Crazy what happens when you Must be them. nice. Yeah, <laughs> must be nice, yeah. Okay, all right, next one. <laughs> okay. But yeah, I would say Asia markets, Thailand, Indonesia. Yeah. Indonesia, oh, yeah. for sure. Okay, do you prefer intimate sets or large festival sets? large because I haven't gotten a lot of those so I definitely like that I love the large thing because I love seeing visuals that like my boyfriend makes my visuals so I love seeing like the visuals like full like large 4k just like in everybody's face so I did that like at SMF and then like I had a cool high caliber set um but I think there's very there's something very special about being in a room with like two three hundred people the energy there is debatably like more than being up on a stage with like pyro so it's it's give and take what is your go-to quarantini drink? Oh, uh, tequila margarita. But but I outdid myself and I got sick of tequila. I was like, I remember I was mid-May and I was I was drinking tequila like a lot and I was like, I can't do this anymore. So then I didn't drink for like three months and now I'm on to like vodka, soda water, and lemonade. Hey, that's not bad. So that, yeah, so that's my like I tried to golf. I tried to start golfing, so I didn't go crazy, which has been kind of interesting, but mm -hmm. that's my golf drink. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so did you start golfing because of quarantine? Uh, yes, and and boyfriend golfs, and it was, like, just a way to get out of the house. Mm -hmm. I think I'm, like, the most tan I've been since I've ever been born. So, like, it's it kind of worked out. Yeah. So it worked out. Golf is a Florida thing. Oh, golf's a Florida thing. Yeah. Is there, but is there nice golf courses in Denver? Like there has to oh. be, right? Okay. You can oh, see yeah. the mountains. Yeah, they're super okay. nice. See, oh, I'm so jealous. I hate Florida. I literally, I cannot. I'm not much of a golfer. I'm more of a top golf person. Like, let's, yeah. let's run. Mm -hmm. uh, top golf. Top golf looks fun. <laughs> I, I have to go. But yeah. Yeah. Whenever you come out to Denver for one of the yeah. dubstep drives, we'll, we'll, we'll have go. to go. Okay. Perfect. Okay. Oh, yeah. Got on the calendar. Yes. <laughs> All right, next one. What's your favorite BPM? 145. I know everybody likes 150. I like writing at 145 a lot. Like a lot of the stuff that I write, like I sent in a song for Funk Cases like feedback earlier. And like a lot of the stuff that I write, a lot of people are like, yo, this sounds like 2014, 2015, like old circus kind of dubstep. But I'm fine with that because it goes really well with my voice. So it's like I'm still making mm -hmm. it like modern. I'm not just like trying to like copy old dubstep because you want to be like forward thinking and everything. But I'm also not going to write music and like rhythm that doesn't go well with my voice because my voice yeah. is like my main aspect of like who I am. So then I kind of cater the music to be around that. You're not going to chop your voice up over some slinky rhythm? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, he was like, you disabled the comments. He's like, is it because it's not rhythm? I'm like, yep. <laughs> yeah, you're probably get torn torn up on Funkin' oh, yeah. for that. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry. I, I write more than like quarter notes and like sustained notes. Oh man. Um, would you rather fly or drive to a, a tour stop? Oh, fly. Yeah. Fly. Yeah. 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 Yep, same here. Um, Southwest baby. Yeah, <laughs> or yeah. no, bring the private jet, honey. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> no, I, I definitely enjoy flying. I've never been like a driving type of person. I did the whole yeah. like drive across country thing when I was 19 with my roommate. I don't ever have to do that again. I'm fine. Yeah. Well, we'll send the Dubs of FBI helicopter to come pick that, you up next time. That sounds great. Yeah. That sounds wonderful. If I was on a tour bus, though, I wouldn't mind. Like, if I was, like, support on a bigger tour, which you're seeing a lot of guys doing now, like, Black Tiger Sex Machine, Subtronics, like, Wands and Wands, like, that would be fine. Like, but, like, driving, I've also seen tour people, like, pack into a car and drive. No, I'm okay. No, I mean, unless you're going to make a road trip out of it, like, yeah. for like, example. I've done it. I've definitely done it because, like, I would do it for the opportunity. I remember I did 10 dates with snails for his World of Slime tour, and it was, like, company, hi, I'm Ghost, and me, and snails. And I had just joined, I did the New York tour with them, and I flew up, the New York stop with them, and I flew up for that, and then I did the Georgia and Florida dates with them, and it was, like, six dates in a row, and they didn't really have like room on their bus, which like I understood, like I was put on as like support for like the region and like that was fine, but I still had to like drive and I didn't have anybody with me. And I just remember driving and literally like fucking hurricane from Fort Lauderdale to Pensacola in like one day. And it was just insane. Like my tire popped, like it was, I was- No, that's the worst. Like it was, it was a nightmare. And I just remember I was like, I don't even know how I'm awake right now. Like I was just blaring dubstep, just like driving just going but it was worth it like it's obviously like most artists would do that for certain opportunities but like in like five years no way in hell will I ever do that again Uh uh-uh you got to start somewhere that's true absolutely like there's sacrifice there's so many sacrifices to be made which I think a lot of people from the outside don't understand when looking in and a lot of people do just think it's like this like party mentality and all of this stuff and like I'm not a partier like I'm just not like I usually leave after my set like I mingle and talk when I need to but I really have more interest in building actual relationships like if I would actually hang out with you outside of the club and like stuff like that because I just feel like if you do have a strong team and you do like keep your head down and work like good things do happen and I don't like getting wrapped up in like bullshit and just like petty drama sometimes the EDM scene is like high schoolers just like sitting oh at the gosh. tables you know and like, yeah. like hey guys, oh we've seen like, it here adults like we're grown adults like we can all like kind of go our separate ways and like agree to disagree and some people just can't do that so so that's I I think people understanding that there are sacrifices to be made and like there is definitely a lot of debatably more hard work than working you know a nine to five and working other jobs because you're really self-employed and that takes like if you're not, if you don't have like the diligence within yourself, like it's not going to work because like you can have the most crazy. I've seen people with like agents on UTA, crazy managers, crazy connections, and they don't make it because they're literally, they just don't want it enough and they don't have it in their heart. And like, you'll see people go up and you'll mm-hmm. see people fall just as quickly as they go up. So yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. High turnover. You, you got to stay consistent. Mm-hmm. And I think right now, we're all getting, I, I feel like I could speak for other producers as well. I'm not a producer myself, but I can say running Dustup FBI. Like we started it in February and we've been going nonstop. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, I feel like just, there's just points where you're just like, you feel like it's not paying off mm-hmm. and you're just like, oh my God, I'm I'm so much money. Yeah, like yeah. I'm putting in so much time, so much money. I'm not really seeing a good return, you know, and it's just, you just got to keep going. Personal investment when you don't have like the money to spend. Like I'm all for like the organic stuff because like I can go on somebody's Spotify and be like, you literally paid for 100,000 streams and the rest of your songs have less than a thousand. Like that's not you how can it tell. works. And you like, can you can, and, and what's even worse is like the people who you want to pay attention to, like to you can tell even quicker than I can, even mm-hmm. quicker than other artists. When you have like agents and all that stuff, it's not worth you paying 20 bucks to get a quick stream, but to like invest in yourself for consistent growth. Yeah, I am about that. Yeah. There are right ways to go about doing that with, you know, doing that behind certain promo videos behind other, you know, entities of a release of like, you know, mm-hmm. partnering with TikTok to do a challenge and doing that stuff that is going to benefit you long term. 
but it does take money. And like the last thing most of us have right now is money. So it's just, it's, yeah, it's definitely a back and forth. Mm -hmm. Totally. All right. Well, we have one more lightning round question. (laughs) So what do you need in your green room? Oh, okay. Okay. So I, when I'm traveling, I always like like a pass to a local gym because I'll usually go and they'll all that's like, a good one. Just, like, that is really a good cool one. I enjoy like a gym that's like less than a mile away because if I'm not in a bad area like I can uber but like I'll usually walk and I'll go to the gym I'll shower because most gyms have showers and then you can come back and like it's like a good deal um or so that I usually do like a veggie tray or fruit tray or like protein bar like something like that and then vodka or tequila waters and a towel I'm really simple. It's not like crazy. I don't think I'll really have anything more than that usually. Yeah, I don't know. Some people have like, oh, I need an Xbox in here. Like I need like cream. Or like a certain kind of water. Yeah. I wonder who. (laughs) Someone else that we can interview. Water, like something like that. No, I just, I I definitely like, I think towel and water is the most important thing out of all of those. And then the rest of them is just like, I'm like a huge lightweight. So I'll really only have like a drink before I play. But it's just for, like, people if they come in and, like, hang out. Yeah. But, yeah, sometimes, like, you'll see, like, I've had – I've played shows with artists that have had, like, I need 60, 60 Irma Mates or whatever those things are called. And, like, I need, like, lime high noons. And I need 20 of them. I'm like, oh, and I need sliced lemons. Like, okay. Yeah, what? <laughs> but I don't know. Whatever, dude. <laughs> like, I get the whole arena thing. Like, if you're, like, Cardi B and you've been on tour yeah. for, like, 200 days, like, yeah. Like, if she needs something, like, I get it. Like, I get the socks. I get, like, other kind of stuff. But if you're just being, like, a dick to be a dick, like, you're literally mm-hmm. only in there. And most artists don't even, like, come and hang out, you know? Like, they only come and hang out, like, until they get to a certain level. And then they get there 10 minutes before they set, they're set and they leave. So it's, like, most of the shit you don't even touch. And you can't take it with you because you're going on a plane the next day. So, like, you're just asking them to waste money. I don't know. And waste product because they might yeah, just Yeah, literally away. just waste yeah. stuff. And it's, like, you're asking, like, a bar back to, like, you're asking a club to give you, like, five bottles of Don Julio tequila and you only got, like, two girls back there with you. Like, what are you doing? Okay. All right. Marianna's over. Can't be me. I've never <laughs> even been in a green room. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. No, it's not. All right. No, no, never be that girl. (laughs) No, no, it's it's literally not like you get back there and it's like people literally like with their headphones on looking at their computer. Like there's very few artists where I've actually been like, yo, this is lit. Like, no, like if I really want it to be like lit, I'll like go out into the crowd. And like, that's where you're you're like, okay, cool. Because it's like not even fun watching from side stage. Like, you can't even see the visuals, which is like half of what we do. And like, you can't even like, it's just not. I don't know. It's more of like a, like a self-satisfying status mm-hmm. you know, that people need to have. And it's like, if you're not contributing, like if you're not like an agent or a TM or you're like not doing something, I just feel like you shouldn't be back there. Significant other, I totally get. Like, I totally get that. But like to bring like significant other and like your 10 best friends from like the sorority and like their 10 best friends. I'm just like, it just isn't like, there's nothing to do. There's literally nothing to do back here. But hold on, let me take an Instagram picture. Yeah, yeah. Or never happened. I'm <laughs> so many times in the back at Rith, and I'm like, I'm really sorry, but like my backpack is right there, and I have to go play, and I'll be right back. Like, just move for one second. Or, or, or I love when it's like they hand you the phone and they don't realize you're playing, and it's oh like, God. can you take a picture of us? And I'm like, no, I'm sorry, I have to go play. And then you like walk away. <laughs> like, bye. Yeah, yeah. Like, I have to go. Okay. Two last questions for you. Like we said, these are submitted from the Dubstep FBI street team. And these are probably like the hardest questions that you're going to be asked for the rest of the year. Oh boy. Okay. Okay. Go. All right. First one. What came first, the chicken or the egg? Oh my God. (laughs) I mean, definitely. I don't know. (laughs) Who? I mean, I don't know either. Like no, we submitted these questions, so we have to ask. It is, it is a trick question, but it's like if there's like, <laughs> if you're like going off of like science, probably the egg. But if you're going off like a higher power, probably the chicken. I don't know. That's my answer. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Next one. Good answer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good analogy. Yeah. That is what go. I would have thought. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> this one's going to make you laugh. <laughs> Does it really only take three licks to get to the center of a Tootsie Pop? Absolutely not. That's such a lie. <laughs> That's such a lie. It probably takes like 150. Probably more than that. Honestly, if you're just doing like an average lick, there's no <laughs> way. Yeah. There's no way. If you go like lick, lick, bite, maybe, maybe. But I don't even have the patience to lick that many times. Right? I don't think I don't either. I would just be like, okay, I'm done with this and just kind of throw it away. I also well, yeah. have been drinking like four shots of espresso in a big Starbucks cup as our as our interview has been going on. So I apologize if I've been talking like extremely quick. Don't tell me you get the Trenties. <laughs> oh, no. I, I probably get something even worse. I get an ice quad espresso in a venti cup with almond milk that's it i drink that every day Quad espresso though i mean damn you're wild and yeah. it's what 7 p.m there oh yeah i still have to rec- like i have to do i have to record a grime fest set and then i'm doing like a live set for a symphonic distro which is like a distribution company that you can use as like an independent artist they're doing like a live stream and then Dr. Ozzy's doing a cool thing in his like Facebook group next week, which is like all drum and bass sets. So I have to do that. But I went because I've been using the green screen behind me when I've been playing. So I need like new visuals. So I've been like, we did a bunch of 4K visuals where like I'm walking in this like crazy field. I posted some stuff on my Instagram about it the other day. It like literally looks like a desert. Like it doesn't look like you're in Florida. And we have like cool kind of hue colors and like smoky things on that. So I have to like, program that and download that so I can use it on my green screen and then I bought a bunch of neon lights from Walmart that I have to set up in some room somewhere all before my roommates get home which is like not gonna happen so Dang, you better get going <laughs> I know I know I know but no yep. this has been great thank you guys for like having me on the podcast and everything of course do you have any final words that you want to say to everyone that's listening right now um September 28th new music October 2nd, I have new shirts dropping that are really cool that are like part of this like new integrated like line that we're rolling out um, between like now and the holidays, which is super exciting, like some really cool like merch in there. That's very like streetwear ish. And it all has like sketches of me, but it's all like fucked up. And it's like really cool. And then October 19th is the first episode of the podcast. And then I've got like four or five more tunes on the books right now for 2020. I might do like some free download stuff uh, towards the end of the year and then EP new 2021, hopefully more show announcements, real shows and like hopefully more festival announcements. So yeah, that's it. Yes. We love to see it. Well, you are one of the baddest women in dubstep. So thank you for joining us.